This is Eric and Jordan from My Brothers and I. This is Anthony Medici from Liquid Light. This is Mike Collins from Mets, Ryan, and Collins. This is Annie, Rebecca, and Katie. And we are The, the Cabin, Cabin Project. Project. This is Travis from The Audio Sequence. I'm Jason Amare, and you're listening to Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX on PRP. Welcome to Sounds of PDX. I'm your host, Luke Neal. Thanks for joining me here on another beautiful Thursday night. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about indie bands and the evolution of the genre itself. And I've got special guest Kevin Wilbanks, the drummer from Shannon Entropy, with me. Hey, how are you, man? Pretty good. Thanks how for joining you? me again. Of course. Always. Your second time on the show. I had to let you know. Uh, I did some research, and the Shannon Entropy podcast is one of the top three played in the last six months. Sweet. So congratulations. That's awesome. And that and that's a big, you know, big props to you. So thanks for following up and doing oh, the cross promotion with us. Yeah. Um so we got a lot to cover, lots to talk about, some great upcoming shows. You've provided a bunch of great tracks for uh, our playlist. So we're going to get things started, though. Minus the Bears, a, a band that I love, Steel and Blood. It's got a great indie sound, a mix of old analog and new synth. So we'll start with that and back with more. Kevin Wilbanks here on Portland Radio Project. Nice mix of intensity, synth. Uh, I love the uh, dynamics of such a, a minor verse and then a uplifting kind of hooky chorus. You yeah. never know what you're going to get with indie music. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Wilbanks is my guest. He's a drummer from Shannon Entropy. Tonight we're talking about indie music. Before we dive into that, I know we spoke last time you are on the show, but I want to talk to you about um, some of your early memories with music. Is there anything that stands out to you that you knew was the hook that you had to be a drummer? Um... Drums, it was way back in church, I think. I was just had started going around like seventh grade or so and had never really, I mean, at that point I was playing trumpet and stuff in the school band, um, so I was already introduced to music, but you know, trumpet's fun, but I was kind of looking for something more and <laughs> seeing the drummers up there just looked so cool. Drummers always look cool. Exactly. It's, I, I mean, my band is going to hate me for this, but I feel like it's the coolest <laughs> instrument. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I just watching them and I mean, seeing how they're kind of just the base of everything. I mean, other than the bass, them, them in the bass, the rhythm section kind of just drives everything. And yeah, it was just an instant draw, really. A couple of weeks ago, I had uh, Mike Collins and Mark Powers on the show. And, and if you didn't get a chance to hear it, Mark said something really interesting. He said, if you think about it, you know, if you're a bassist or a violinist on stage, you may not be thinking about each other's parts. Mm -hmm. They may be totally unrelated. However, everyone on stage is keeping time. Yeah. So yep. there you go. It's kind of the, <laughs> the old primitive instrument along with the voice. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about indie music as well. It kind of came about from a major label revolt, and a lot of people think it started 90s, 2000s. It actually goes back. The Smiths, Joy Division, R.E.M. are big examples of, yeah. of kind of the first ones to do that. Um, one of my personal favorites is Ani DeFranco. Not only did she revolt against that, she created an empire. I mean, Righteous mm -hmm. Babe is hugely successful. She was in Forbes quite a few times and, and actually made more money in the 90s than Hooting the Blowfish without a top 40. Nice. Kind of amazing. So that's indie at its best. Yeah. Um, so next in the playlist, we've got Waves by The Deer Hunter. Talk to me about this track. Yeah, The Deer Hunter is definitely one of our, our band's collective favorite bands. Um, they're just... Musically, I mean, the lead lead singer and kind of lead guy of it, Casey Crescenzo, is he's kind of a musical savant in a way. He he wrote a whole orchestra piece just a couple of years ago and went down to I think it was like South America somewhere and recorded it with the full live orchestra and string oh section. Gosh. It was incredible. But yeah, their songwriting ability is just 
unparalleled. I think it's it's always interesting to listen to their music, and they they tell a story with it too. With all their music is kind of broken up into it seems like five. I think they're going with five acts basically, and that's the records: Act One, Act Two, Act Three, Act Four. And Act 5 is coming out this year, but mm. it tells kind of a story from front to back. And so to meld that in with the technicality and intricate music they make is always fun. You got to admire that. I, oh, I yeah. love uh, long-reaching concept bands. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Well, this is good. This is a pick brought in by Kevin Wilbanks, a drummer from Shannon Entropy. Again, this is the Deer Hunter on Portland Radio Project. Portland Radio Project, PRP.FM. We are talking about all things indie music tonight, and I've got the drummer from Shannon Entropy with us, Kevin Wilbanks, and the singer for that band, David Hickey's talking some smack on our, on our talk board. <laughs> Drums are the best, question mark. Nah, piano's way cooler. That's a debate I'm not going to get into right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll hash that one out later. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about the... Uh, movement still of of indie music. I wanted to get your opinion, Kevin. Do you think part of the, of the movement goes in line with the availability of of recording software at home? Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. It's so much easier now to. I mean, we just we're we're working on our our debut album, and we just sat down last weekend and hashed out a bunch of drum parts to record the demos and send them out for some pre pro um, notes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was it was so easy. So, I mean, it, it sounded way better than I ever expected it would. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, being able to just sit down and record something that doesn't sound like crap yeah. is so nice. <laughs> you know, there's some real artists out there that, you know, late 80s in the 90s were putting some stuff out on four-track recordings yeah. like Tascam that were crazy. And, mm-hmm. you know, know that the, the software is available for people to do that. But I, I've always conceded to the fact that, Anyone can go to the store and buy paints and paintbrushes, mm-hmm. you know, so it really takes art to still put that stuff together. Oh, definitely, yeah. Speaking about your future recordings, we are going to talk about that later, but is Cameron Spies uh, still producing? Maybe. Okay. We're still working on that. He's definitely helping us out with the, the pre-production, and we're sending him to him to get notes on it again and help us kind of you know, refine the songs, but still up in the air as far as he'll, he'll definitely have a part. I just don't know how big it'll be yet. He's... He's a pretty busy guy right now. Oh, yeah. He's all over the world. Radiation City. I don't know if he ever stops, honestly. <laughs> you know, I have to record via Skype or something. <laughs> and I think they originally planned to go to Europe for however long, and they've yeah. just kept rebooking shows, yep. which, I mean... Yeah, they're over there like every other month now or something. <laughs> it's I, crazy. I absolutely love it. Uh, so what were some of your, I, I would say, early gritty recordings like? What are some of your first experiences with, like, lo-fi or low-quality oh, stuff? Oh, man. Um, we recorded a little bit, I mean, obviously on our own with this band, but the band we were in before, um, Fireteam Bravo Bravo, way back when, grunge, indie-type weird music, um, we recorded on our own a little bit there, and then also um, self-funded our album, um, recorded in a studio up in Seattle, um, like a multi-million dollar studio. That they just give deals to small bands, so it was nice. Oh, that's um, great. It was a fun experience. Um, they never got mastered, I don't think, so it didn't sound as good as I would hope, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, it was still a lot of fun, and I mean that I I haven't personally recorded a whole a whole lot on my own of different things because sitting down and recording drums is just kind of weird, and you need a lot of mics. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, I mean Jesse and David and our band they record a ton on their own. I mean just all the songs ideas that and stems and stuff that they we create new songs out of, and so we'll usually sit down every now and then and just record on our own in our little practice studio. 
just to do it, basically. That's a nice perspective. You can get away from practice and get some fresh ears, be mm -hmm. a little bit more objective before yeah. you head into the studio. That's because so much studio time is, quote-unquote, wasted on oh, yeah. pre or reproduction. <laughs> yes. uh, ben Hooks chimed in. He said that was a great song. It was Oliver the Kid was the last one we played. Is that is that pronounced correctly? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we It's spelled weird. I got to guess, right? I had no idea who, who they were, but then we played with them when we played the family band show at the Analog in May. Got it. Um and they were awesome. Yeah, yeah that's a that, gorgeous track. That whole show was so fun. That's beautiful. Well, talking about great recordings and uh, one of the bands that I really dig, it was almost 10 years ago, People in Planes put out a record. Um, their, their first video, um, if you talk too much, My Head Will Explode, was directed by Joaquin Phoenix. And uh, I really love their sound. But this is their second record called Beyond the Horizon, Get on the Flaw. Listen to these cellos. Great indie band. Stick around more on Portland Radio Project. That is The Submarine by Whitley here on Portland Radio Project. You're listening to Sounds of PDX, and tonight I'm talking about all things indie music with my guest Kevin Wilbanks from Shannon Entropy. Uh, we've been talking about a lot of uh, projects during, local projects during the break. Yeah. Um, some that are, are coming up, you, you broke my heart. We've got Bear coming on the playlist later. You just gave me the bad news that they broke up. Yeah, they're not playing anymore, which sucks. <laughs> I never got to see them or anything. They... And they played like a show a month, maybe. Yeah. That. So, I mean, it, they weren't playing much when they were a band, but now they're officially not. One of Portland's best instrumental bands. Well, we're going to tip our cap to them later and check them out still. Um, so let's talk about some of the advantages and maybe disadvantages of being an indie band. In your experience, what have you run into? Um, I mean, disadvantages is money. Like, everything takes a whole bunch of money, and it's not always easy to, to get that, obviously. I mean, to fund our EP, we illegitimately made tamales and sold them around town. I mean... <laughs> You got to do what you got to do. I love that story. <laughs> Tell that story for our listeners who hadn't heard. This is wonderful. Yeah. So, I mean, our, our EP is out there. It's called the Tamale EP. And basically to fund it, our, our guitarists, Jesse and Libby Hamlin, basically made a whole bunch of tamales in their apartment, a, a ton of tamales, and steamed <laughs> them and everything, handmade everything, and went out and basically just slung them around town, sold them for like two bucks a pop or something, three bucks a pop, and... That's how we funded the EP, basically. That's just guerrilla marketing at yeah. its finest. Yeah. That's amazing. Not necessarily legal, I don't think, in every regard, but <laughs> hey, it worked. It's different. It's face-to-face uh, -face crowdfunding. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one of the disadvantages, obviously, money. I would assume, like, uh, you know, the marketing presence is tough. But today we've got social media, but it's still yeah. a lot of legwork. It's a lot of work, yeah. I mean, that's we struggle with that right now. We've... We were super active for a while, and then we all got busy and kind of dropped off for a bit, and now we're picking it back up, so that's definitely a tough thing. But, I mean, advantage-wise, that list could probably go on forever. I mean, you have creative freedom, which is nice. You don't have someone telling you, you have to do this, you have to do that. I mean, you, know, you can create whatever music you want, basically, and it's, it's always going to be interesting. It's not going to be the stuff that churns out from you know, today's big name pop music. It's just, it's written by someone else and just performed by someone for their voice or something. Right. You don't have that. And the music is true. It's real. It's something that you're writing and it's from, you know, from your heart and from your emotions. And I feel like that comes through a little more than sometimes in the, the major popular music. Yeah. You know, one of the, the things that I think is so charming is uh, Eyes of Blue, the Shannon Entropy single we have here on PRP. Um, David Hickey, the, the singer, I believe he wrote that, right? Yep. And the lyrics are about Dune. Yep. Like the 80s movie and yeah. sci-fi books, books yeah. Dune. 
I think that's just so charming. But that's I don't think something a major label rep would have allowed you to put on an EP. No, oh, that's the I, perfect example. Never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's fun. We can write about whatever we want, and I mean, David writes all of his own lyrics, obviously, and you know he'll take inspiration from wherever he feels like. He said he'll go, you know, look up interesting people, interesting musicians, or interesting you know, poets or something, and just find things to to feed from and you know, you have that freedom to do whatever you want, really. How did you um, approach your, like, your marketing? And I'm really interested about the EP cover. I didn't ask you last time you were here. It's a cool, like, orange, yellow, and green. It looks very vintage. Who designed that for you? That was me, actually. Oh, nice. I designed all that, yeah. Um, I don't remember where I got the inspiration for that from. I think it was more just kind of the, you know, those, you know, Mexican colors that are often associated with, you know, that kind of, culture and everything um and kind of just yeah threw that together i had a whole bunch of ideas but then we we settled on that one because it kind of matched the whole tamale theme a little bit but yeah it, i mean it's, it's all us i mean i i design all the stuff that we do right now at least our guitarist libby is going to school for graphic design so oh, someday i'm going to push it off on her but <laughs> hand that torch off to her <laughs> yeah she's been hesitant lately so i'll, I'll keep doing it for now but <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's a lot of work but it's fun it's rewarding it's nice to you know throw something up and see a whole bunch of people like it and comment on it and, you know, get that recognition, that notice out of it. And you've done something, too, as Shannon Entropy that a lot of bands don't do. You've created a logo, which yeah. is, I think, just such a simple way. I had a cover photo for my Facebook blog page had a picture I think you took on, on I, it's somewhere downtown here by the church, uh, the Shannon Entropy sign on mm-hmm. a, on a you know street side. That was mean? actually all done Photoshop. So <laughs> oh okay perfect. <laughs> yeah. No no harm done. Uh, so we're looking at this. We're going to be moving on here in the PDX Spotlight playlist. Uh, the next track you brought in. I wasn't familiar with this band. This is Listener with a song called Eyes to the Ground for Change. What about this band? So they're they're out of the Midwest. I think Jesse actually met the lead guy's parents. Okay. Um, when he was on his mission for the church. And uh, he, the, the lead guy has Tourette's. And so if you see him live, he, like, he's shaking a lot. And, like he has just, you know, um, his arm goes all over the place. But he's, he's really fun to watch live. But he's in this genre that he kind of created called talk music. Hmm. So he's not actually, he used to, he, in, he originally was a rapper. His first album, you listen to it and he was rapping all the way through. But then he kind of morphed from there into, he's just talking. He's just saying a poem over the music, but it's more in line kind of with the music than some other, like, I can't think of it right now, but other talking bands. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's always super interesting, and their their videos are always super cool. And yeah, this video was really cool they're, for this uh, track. They're alive. I haven't got a chance to see them live, but I've seen videos online and stuff, and it's just, I mean, it's, he goes insane, almost. <laughs> and it's, it's weird for music like this, but it fits. It works really well. Yeah, this is a wonderful single. I'm so glad you brought it in. This is the band Listener here on Portland Radio Project. That's the band Yaysayer here on Portland Radio Project. They're from Brooklyn, New York. And I found that they're a common interest between myself and Scott Gilmore from Just People and Fox and Bones. And I want to congratulate Scott. Uh, Just People will be opening up for 311. Uh, We'll be talking about that when we get to the upcoming shows by Vortex Magazine. Uh, But next on the playlist, we have a track from our special guest, Kevin Wilbanks, a drummer from Shannon Entropy. Um, The single is Eyes of Blue. It's been in rotation here at PRP since early April. Um, we talked a little bit about the the Dune references, which yeah. as a big a big geek, I love that. Um, how was it re- recording this track? Is it something that David brought in fresh, or did he have some things in mind? I, and I talk, I wanted to talk to you about the recording because I love 
how in the box um, mm-hmm. the, the recording sounds. So I'll let you. Yeah, take it, um, it was definitely something David had. I think he wrote the song quite a while ago, if I remember right. And if you're listening, you can correct me. But um, when we first started the band and, uh, you know, had him, I found him and asked him to join and everything. I think this was like the first song or one of the first songs he brought to us. Um, we already had, you know, some songs that we had written and he brought this to us and a few others. Um, and we loved it. I mean, it was awesome. We we rewrote it, I think, a couple times. It's a lot shorter than it originally was, I think. We took out a verse, basically. But, um, yeah, it was definitely brought brought by him, and then we kind of all added our, our stuff to it. He had some ideas for the drums and some guitars that were sampled on there and everything, but we kind of took it and went from there, more or less. But it was a fun song. It's definitely one of our favorites to play live, I think. It's it's one we're still playing, and we, we were just talking the other day about set lists for some of our upcoming shows, and... We're like, well, we could take that one out to fit in some of the new stuff, but we can't take that one out because everyone loves that one. So <laughs> it'll probably be on rotation in our set for a long time. <laughs> so tell everyone where you can get that. Um, it's on Bandcamp mostly. If you go to our Facebook page or our website, shannonentropy.com, you can find the Bandcamp links all on there. Um, and you'll see Kevin's glorious artwork we yes, were talking about. all over, <laughs> all over the place. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you can buy it online. You can buy a cassette with a download or just a download for like, four dollars i think or something like that so perfect get out there support shannon entropy this is a wonderful single eyes of blue here on portland radio project with my special guest kevin wilbanks
That is Mona Lisa by Color Revolt. That's a song that Kevin Wilbanks from Shannon Entropy bought in for me. He's my special guest tonight. We're talking about indie music. And having said that, Kevin, let's talk about some of the earliest indie bands that you found and that you were into. Yeah, so for the longest time, an embarrassingly long time, I was kind of just a metal guy, and I didn't really stray from that. It was just a bunch of hardcore and metal, and that's just kind of what the music scene was in my hometown, and so it's all I listened to. So I didn't get into, like... You know the indie music genre or whatever you call it for a while but um i was into indie metal bands i guess <laughs> just people recording stuff out of their basement and stuff but um i'd say probably like five six seven years ago really when i started playing and hanging out with jesse and libby a lot more um you know they they introduced me to a lot more than i had ever really experienced stuff like the flaming lips and mm. the deer hunter and um arctic monkeys and things like that minus the bear those were probably the first ones I really started getting into that kind of opened me up into the whole genre because I was definitely a late bloomer in that regard. Mm-hmm. Was stuck in stuck in my ways for a long time. So, who were some of those early indie drummers that stuck out to you that inspired you? Well, definitely um, Nick Crescenzo from The Deer Hunter. Um, he's just flawless. I I don't think he ever messes up. I'm pretty sure he's got a metronome built into his body <laughs> somewhere. But um, I've always liked the Flaming Lips drummer. I don't actually know his name, and I always forget it. But Somehow it's always simple. It's always you know right in the groove, but it's it's tasteful. I always enjoy enjoy their drums a lot. And I know they kind of switch around, and other people play drums, but yeah, their their drums are definitely always ones that I enjoy. One thing I really dig about indie music is uh, song construction, um, like the XX or the next band Bear Cub, and we were talking about earlier. You know, they they have an album with you know a minute thirty, mm-hmm. you know three minutes twenty seconds. You know, there's all these really odd little times that again a major label probably wouldn't be cool with unless yeah. it was a secret track or something like that. Uh, but had you seen Bear Cubbin here in town before they broke up? No, I never got a chance to see him. I just found him. I mean, less than a year ago. I mean, we were actually probably a little over a year ago now. We were playing a house show. It was like our second show ever. Um, in between the bands, they were just playing music on their TV or something like from YouTube or something and. Bear Coven came on, and I was instantly like, wow, this is awesome. I need to listen to them forever now. Um, so, I, yeah, I found out about a little over a year ago, and then now they're gone. Never got a chance to see them. So. What was it? It's the Japanese Restaurant EP. Is that what it's called? I think that... Something the, like that, yeah. yeah. I mean, their their album that they have is Girls with Fun Haircuts. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, their EPs were named some weird stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think this one is off of the Japanese Restaurant EP. We can fact check yeah. that later. But this is Portland's own Bear Coven with Raspberry Breaks here on PRP. Thanks for joining us tonight. You're listening to Portland Radio Project. I'm your host, Luke Neal. I've got special co-host Kevin Wilbanks from Shannon Entropy with me tonight. Before we move on with some more questions or the playlist, I'm going to give a shout-out to Vortex Music Magazine and their support of Portland Radio Project. Uh, Next up here in our PDX Spotlight playlist, we've got a song called Kobe by Yao. He is from Melbourne. This is a really odd song. Uh, my buddy Cameron, when I said to him, he said, it sounds like a circus freaking out at the beginning. And it's like, <laughs> got this really odd synth, vocal sampling, but one of the coolest choruses and really clean guitar tone. Dig this so much. Lots of good stuff on the playlist coming up. More with Kevin Wilbanks from Shannon Entropy here on PRP.
self-proclaimed 8-bit power pop. That's Stepdad from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, pick up their latest EP called Master Beats Theater. Really great indie band that leans toward the the synth and the I guess the joy division of the of the indie genre. <laughs> so you didn't know this was happening, but I've got some questions for you. They're very easy yes or no questions. I don't know if okay. you've heard this segment. No. I haven't done it in probably three or four months. So. Oh, joy. It's returning backing track again by it's uh, one of our favorite uh, Ben Hooks, a loyal listener. He and I is one of our favorites. This is Tycho, and uh, they're just recording a new record. So it's a great track called Daydream. And we've got some simple questions for Kevin here. Ten questions. Okay. First one is... Are you a bass or guitar guy? If you couldn't play drums, bass or guitar? I'd say bass. All right. We can stay in the rhythm section. Beer or wine? Beer all day. Beer guy. TV or movies? Ooh. I'd just say TV. Okay. I'm a TV guy. I would, yeah, I would agree with you. I'd say over the last 15 years, writing on TV has been exponentially better. Oh, than yeah. Especially with all the Netflix shows, man. <sighs> I can't get enough of those. Stranger Things? Haven't gotten to that one yet. Oh, oh man, I want to, though. You'll love it. David's into that, and he he, he won't stop talking about it, so I'm camping like, I need to watch that. Yeah. I need to watch it. It's like Fringe meets the Goonies. It's killer. Uh, I digress. What do you like better, the writing process or the recording process? Um, Recording, only because when we write, we rewrite the songs like 50,000 times. And then as soon as I get like a nice technical drum part down, they change it. <laughs> Not every time, but... Yeah, so I'd say recording for sure. And the and of course the standing around in the writing process since drummers don't tune all the time. Yeah, I know. Love how annoying it is for drummers. <laughs> uh, football or soccer? Football. Go Seahawks. Breakfast or dinner? Dinner. You're a dinner guy. Uh, what festival would you rather play with Shannon Entropy? Lollapalooza or Coachella? Coachella would be right. Why Coachella? I don't know. I just. It's actually a little bit more indie. Yeah, it's a little more indie. It seems originally. like it's got that real cool vibe to it. I mean, it's just a bunch of people out there hanging out. I mean, all the flus are probably the same way, but just, I don't know. Coachella is always kind of that, like, top of the mountain for indie bands, it seems like, most yeah. of the time. So many good acts go through there. Yeah. Are you a summer or winter guy? Winter. Really? Yeah, okay. not much for hot hot weather. I, You're not digging today. <laughs> going to be too much information for the air probably, but I, I uh, sweat way too much, so <laughs> I'm much more of a cold weather person. I'll say it. You get swamp ass. Yes. I <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> so if you had a choice for the rest of your life that you could only record on vintage drums or an electronic VST, which would you choose? I would burn the electronic drums and would you? play on the vintage drums. That's... I hate electronic drums. Because I'm, I'm thinking Sorry along the lines. Sorry to out there and everything. <laughs> I used to use a pad and everything, and we're probably right. going to bring that back someday, but I I can't stand like full electronic drum sets. They just don't feel real. As That's much as they try to make you. them feel real, they don't. No, no, they never will. I mean, you no. can... Uh, what they do, the, the, you know, they could quantize it or put the humanization on it, but it's mm. still yeah. never the same. Okay, that's good. That's a tough one to answer. And the last one is, would you rather record an album or tour for a full year with your favorite artist? So you could do one or the other. You can go on tour with them or record an album. What would it be? I'd say go on tour. Just because you're traveling. It's, it's, I mean, you get to see all these places. You still get to put songs. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's, it's the experience over the thing, I guess. Over, yeah, the, the, because... My first thought was I'd like to do a record because you're in the writing process and you actually have a record. But yeah. 
this day and age, you're going to have a record of that tour. So exactly. Kind of every place. <laughs> who would it be? Who who right now would you want to go on tour with? Oh, man, I don't know. The Deer Hunter would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that would be really cool. I would enjoy that. Yeah, that's that's a great group. Again, I, I haven't seen them live, but everything I saw, is, even the acoustic stuff online was just breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, thank you for doing that. Yeah, I'll Put you course. through the surprise ringer. Wasn't too bad. <laughs> so I've got another question. It'll be easy for you. Um, the next track on our playlist is Omniphobia is the name of the song. And how do you pronounce the band name again? Sianvar, I think, or Sianvar, maybe. But yeah, they're uh, kind of a, a super group, quote unquote, of different uh, prog metal bands. Um, Dance, Game of Dance, Hail the Sun, and a lot like Birds. And yeah, it's just real technical, but still super tasteful. Um, as I was listening to it, I made a note, the lead singer and the song construction reminded me of Circus Survive. Yeah, a lot a lot of, yeah. It's very similar, for um, sure. They've influenced a ton of people, as they oh, should. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. pretty incredible. Well, perfect. This is the next track brought into us by Kevin Wilbanks. This is Omniphobia here on PRP. <laughs> Back here with the drummer from Shannon Entropy, Kevin Wilbanks, and that was Wee's Janky Leg as the backing track. Yeah. I selfishly, Anessa has such a beautiful voice, and she did the voiceover, but uh, fortunately for us, didn't add any music. So our station founder, Rebecca, was like, Yeah. Can you throw some music on there? And I said, <laughs> I have just the jangle. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I've always liked that song a lot, and I thought it was really cool after I had you on the show. Uh, you and, and Stephanie and I were at the the Mogo Music Festival mm-hmm. marketing thing and yeah. they had this cool thing where they were having people like submit these faux, you know, booking submissions and they looked at them live on stage and they were going through Shannon Entropy, I think, uh was the second or third example. Yeah. That had the janky leg video at the top of their website. You guys got a glowing review. Yeah, yeah, it went really well. I yeah. was I was very happy with that. Put you on the spot a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That's nerve-wracking. <laughs> a little bit. Especially in front of your peers. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so so big props to you. That's that's another really great song. All four on the EP are fantastic. Uh share with us again who who's the um guest female singer on the first two tracks. She was originally supposed to be um in the project, right? Yeah, she's originally part of the band. Her name's Tamson, um or Tam for short, Tamson Cox. Um, she's just a yeah, local classically trained singer. She was, like I said, supposed to be part of the band and was for a long time, but she just, I mean, she was busy and didn't have time, unfortunately, to continue it and had other aspirations she was following, so ended up not continuing on. But we're hoping to maybe bring her back for a song, maybe on the album or something, work with her again, maybe for a show here or there, because still good friends, still, still love her, still. Yeah. Hope she comes out sometime. <laughs> yeah, the two tracks she did with you are really good. Yeah. Uh, my my personal favorite of hers is the uh, Pimpilla. Mm-hmm. Like Chinchilla, it's such a wonderful track. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, I want to shift gears just a little bit, and uh, I will date myself because I have a question that goes along with this story. So you remember Columbia Music, you know, you'd sign up for however much a month, and they'd yeah. send you a bunch of whatever. So how I used to find new music back in the day, again, this is dating myself, it's before I had the you know, Google machine at home and everything. <laughs> I, uh, Columbia, or Warehouse uh, Music, they used to have a toll-free number on their magazine. Hmm. And I used to call it because it was like, remember movie phone? You could listen to the options? Yeah. It was like that, but for music. 
Interesting. So you could go in and like press one to hear this artist, and it was all alphabetical. But I would sit there on the phone on this toll free number, like <laughs> listening to these bands I'd never heard of, you know, and writing notes down. Uh, awesome. So in this day and age, that that isn't a problem. But yeah. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, how do you find new and indie music? Uh, what's your what's your route? Is it suggestion? Do you go to Pandora or Spotify? What's your route? Um, I mean, a lot of times it's Jesse, our guitarist. He he somehow just finds every obscure band that you could ever want to find. He digs them out from under rocks and stuff. I don't know how he does it. But personally, I, I usually use Spotify a lot. I mean, their recommendations and their... Uh, gets a lot of cool bands in there. Um, a lot of stuff I've already heard and listened to, obviously. But you occasionally find something new that, yeah, just sounds awesome and goes right along with it so that's a lot of what i do and i i try to read music blogs but i haven't done that for a while it's <laughs> too busy unfortunately yeah. i haven't had a chance to really check out what's out there i know portland's got a lot of them i know yeah. you have one so yeah uh, I've, well i've got a ton saved i follow you know the biggies pitchfork and yeah. consequence of sound and i've got i don't know how many facebook articles saved <laughs> that i've got a quote-unquote get through you know how yeah. that goes. uh one of the other um things that we have here in town is we've got a bunch of great examples of wonderful indie bands. Um, the Shins is one of them. They're based out of here in Portland. Yeah. Carrying is Creepy is a, is a song off of the Garden State soundtrack. Um, if you haven't seen it, the movie came out in 2004. Zach Braff created it and, and put out this incredible soundtrack mm-hmm. that helped break a lot of these artists. But uh, at the time, they were just a local Portland band. Yeah. Uh, a lot of bands at that level right now. Shannon Entropy is one of them. You've mentioned a lot of bands tonight. Who are some of the other local bands right now that you want to give a shout out to that we should be listening to? Um, Coastlands is one we've played with a couple times. They're a post rock group, um, and they're they're always awesome to watch live. Yeah, I mean, they're just you know post rock is all you know super dreamy, super airy, but. Yeah, there's always really fun to listen to, and Eccles, they've got a great Instagram feed. Yes, yeah, yeah there's just there's just awesome. It is. <laughs> um, Eclipse is like another great one. There, I mean, they're new. It's Fabian Perez's new project, and um, his debut album's coming out on like August 24th, I think. Mm. It's it's real good. Um, Jesse, actually, our guitarist, played on that album. Oh, he, cool. He, he recorded on that album, so um, he's playing shows with them and that stuff now too. So that's another one. Um, Ellis Pink. We're playing Butts Fest with. We also played another festival at the Howard Halls with them a while back, and oh, nice. they're always fun. It's like this dream pop duo, super adept drummer. Their their drummer's very very good, and their their singer um, kind of reminds me of Lo Fang somewhat. Oh okay. Kinda, I mean loosely, but yeah, his his vocals are very nice, very pretty. <laughs> but yeah, those are the ones I've been focused on lately. I mean. Can't think of any others. Obviously, all the ones at Butts Fest are going to be rad. I mean, they're they're all the coolest local bands around. Um, rad City, obviously. Have to mention Radiation City again. Yeah, because I mean they've done they've done a ton for us. So and they exemplify like the the true indie um, sound. And I think the mm-hmm. thing that people expect from the the indie genre, you know, it's that artistic. I mean, they're the, they're the whole package. Oh, yeah. You know. So what do you think it is that draws you? To indie music at its core, is it finding something new, or is it, yeah, what is it for? I you? think I mean I touched on it earlier. It's just that DIY, I don't know, um, attitude around it. Obviously, it's all on your own. It's all something that you're creating, and you can hear that more in the music. I feel like you can, you know, you can feel the emotion that they wanted to put in that song through the song. Whereas you know, you listen to you know the top forty big time pop artists who aren't writing their own songs half the time. You just don't always get that. You don't feel that. And music for me has always been a big feeling thing, which is why I liked metal so much, because 
there's so much emotion in that music. And right. it's something that when you see them live, you can't help but feel that and get into it and go crazy with them because there's no way to not feel that emotion coming at you with it 100 miles per hour. And indie music is it's a, a toned down version of metal. <laughs> yeah. With that, you know, that kind of um, thing. So I, I think it's mostly yeah, that. I mean, it's just it feels real. It feels like, you know, whatever song you're listening to is an extension of that person. And it, you know, it, yeah, it's just pulls from a lot of genres too. Yeah, I mean, you could it's listen so to diverse it. Yeah. and so I mean wide range, and you can get you know any interest you have, you can fulfill it with indie music for sure. Amen to that, my friend. <laughs> well said. Uh, so here we are. This is the Shins carrying this creepy on Portland Radio Project. We'll be back more sounds of PDX here on PRP. I think I. That is Roco Code here on Portland Radio Project. One of the indie bands from Vancouver I had a chance to sit down with last month. Extremely gracious. I hope they're doing good on tour. They're in Hawaii right now, so... Thanks for it. Be nice, <laughs> uh, nice way to get, um, you know, the house concerts going. Yeah. Go see those lush mansions. Yeah, pretty short tour, I feel like, but <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be rad. Uh, so we've talked about some local bands. We've talked about, um, you know, international influences. Um, who are some of the bands like biggies right now, some of the international bands that you're really into that are, that are indies more particularly like from the Europe scene, if you know any in particular, I know oh, man, I'm not, you on the spot, but. <laughs> not super plugged into that, but I mean, always, you know, flaming lips, Arctic monkeys, those types are ones that I, they always end up back on my playlist and, you know, minus the bear, they're bigger. They're always growing. It seems like, but yeah, right. Yeah. Like their fan <laughs> base has gone crazy. Continuing to get bigger and bigger, but those are the big ones. I mean, stuff like the XX. Though I don't know that they're technically indie anymore. They're kind of blown up too. But right. um, Fantagram, we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. They're they're real cool. Things like that. Yeah, that's that's probably it at the moment. Yeah, those are good ones. Too. Focusing on a lot of local bands lately are trying to just because there's tons of them and there's so much good good coming out of Portland right now. So. Yeah, it's nice to rub shoulders in the in the scene because not only is it music you appreciate, you get a mm-hmm. you know pick people's brains or collaborate like jesse did and like there's there's such a cool music scene in portland and cool people and bands like we were just part of the rig skip ball um three on three basketball tournament for bands that bim didson puts on every year that's so cool we participated in that and met some real cool people and it's so fun yeah being in a band in portland is a really fun thing we are extremely fortunate to be in this music scene. I, yeah. I've said it a million times. Uh, looking at the talk board, Ben Hooks submitted a question for you, Kevin. Uh, thanks for doing that, Ben. Loyal yeah. listener. He said, uh, can you think of one particular song or artist that made you say, I want to make music? Yes. Um, I mentioned them earlier, and it's back from my more metal, hardcore, mathy days. Um, the Chariot, which they're not a band anymore. They broke up a few years ago. Um, but they're, like I was saying, I mean, Music for me is an emotional thing. I'm an emotional person. I'm a very introverted person, and so everything comes out kind of in emotions, and so I respond to that very well. And their music, particularly their live show, is just, I mean, it's its packed full of emotion. They leave it, leave it all there on the stage. They're jumping around. They're throwing their guitars. They, <laughs> like, at, a, I think it was Cornerstone Festival a long, long time ago, um, they actually made a pile in the middle of the stage of gear and lit it on fire, <laughs> yeah wow they did some crazy stuff and like they they were just it was you know their big mantra was just you know be free you know the stage is your stage come on the stage grab the mic do whatever you want 
Wow. I mean, they yeah, they were just a, a super fun band. The lead singer still, I mean, he's still making music in a band called 68. It's a duo, basically just him playing guitar and screaming and <laughs> drummer, basically. Um, but they're, I mean, they're rad too. But yeah, The Chariot definitely was the, the one for me. I mean, seeing them just, I mean, exude that emotion on stage every night and just be able to, you know, let go of life basically for an hour at a time and just lose yourself in that and seeing them live, you did the same thing. And that was definitely huge for me. Do you remember, um, maybe you said it earlier, but do you remember the first like moment with music when you were young? Like, I'll never forget mine. I was laying in the back of a station wagon and, you know, whatever song came on the radio, I'm not going to say what it is, uh, but like <laughs> I got really emotional. But like, that's one of my early music memories, even before I knew I wanted to be a musician. Yeah. Did you find that was the same thing? Maybe listening to uh, your folks' influence. Did they play music around the house? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mentioned that last time um, in our my hometown of Yakima. There's the a station called Cats, it's K-A-T-S, um, it's just, I mean, they play a bunch of, like, butt rock and hair metal and things like that, yeah. a, whole, a bunch of old rock, but they got some good stuff on there, too, and I, I think it was, it's this weird, vivid memory randomly from, I don't know how old I was, but I think I was going to the dump with my dad to drop off, like, a bunch of garbage, basically, <laughs> in an old truck that we had, and Cats was playing on the radio, and the, I... It was the first time I heard, um, I think it's called Under the Bridge by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh-huh. Love that song. And like, that's one of the earliest memories I have of like really like getting into a song. And then I didn't know what the song was. I was young. I had no idea how to look it up or anything at that time. So I'd ask my dad, like, what's that song that goes like this? And he's like, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, so I waited for a long time to finally figure out what it was. But I know yeah. I, I think any musicians we we've all been somebody's Shazam at one time, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. I love it. Well, we're gonna play a couple more tracks here, and then circle back around before the end of the evening. I can't believe we've only got ten minutes or so left. The next song on the playlist is from Oh Brother. It's Deconstruct, a song that Kevin Wilbanks brought in here. Uh, any side stories on this one? What's, why is this song important to you? Um, I kind of stumbled across them on Spotify a few months ago, honestly, and I think it was just in, like I said, in that recommended thing. And yeah, I just I really enjoyed the music. I'd never heard of them before or anything, but yeah, they just they're super rad. Yeah, this is a wonderful song. After that, uh, so it's a block of your music. Uh, we've got another song from Dirty Projectors, but first, it's Oh Brother here on PRP. About to Die by the Dirty Projectors here on PRP. That was a selection brought in by Kevin Wilbanks, the drummer for Shannon Entropy. He's been my gracious guest all evening long. We've been listening to and playing independent music. Uh, you've alluded to you're working on some new stuff right now. We yes. may hear it on Saturday. Yeah. Give, a, uh, give me and uh, the fans an inside look at what we can expect. Are there any teasers for your new music that we can uh, get from you right now? So, yeah, like I said, we're playing some new songs this weekend, probably, and our upcoming shows at Butts Fest, and um, we've got one other show we're looking at booking, but it's not confirmed yet. Um, so we're, we're definitely playing some new stuff there, and then after that, we're kind of going into hibernation a little bit. Labor Day weekend is when we start recording. Okay. So we're working on pre-pro right now, getting everything, getting some notes down from other people, getting outside perspectives to, you know, finish up some parts and tie up some loose ends, but... Um, we're shooting for mid to early next year to, nice. to get it out. So, um, yeah, we'll start posting some teaser stuff here and there online, I'm sure, while we're in the studio. Just different, you know, me hitting things or laying down some guitar stuff. But 
Um, yeah, we should have some stuff out soon, I think, for, for people to hear some new stuff. But if you come to shows, you're going to hear a whole bunch of new stuff. That's right. Yeah. And it may change between now and the time they track it, because bands do that quite a bit oh, yeah. sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I pre- I'm pretty sure most of our songs are different every time we play them. So yeah. you'll get a new experience every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't mentioned everybody tonight um, from the band, so why don't you give a shout-out to uh, all the members of, the, of Shannon Entropy here. Yeah, we have David, David, who I think is listening still, um, our singer and key player. We have Roman, who I know is listening, our bassist. What's up, Roman? Yeah. Um, Jesse and Libby um, Hamlin, who are our guitarists. Um, they are up in Seattle somewhere. Um, shout out to them if, if they're listening. I'm not sure. Too Cool Libby. Yes, Too Cool Libby. If you, if you follow our Instagram or <laughs> social media accounts at all. Um, yeah, shout out to them. We're excited to write a, write a record. I'm excited to hear it, man. I, yeah. Like I said, I've been stuck on your EP for quite a while now. When was it released again? Uh, it was March? Yeah. March 8th, I think. I, you're one of the first indie bands I found quote-unquote, on my own. Like, mm-hmm. I forget how, but there was something through Instagram. And I saw Veronica Medici, one of the booking agents in town, said something about Shannon yeah. Entropy, so I went and checked you guys yeah, out. we right talked away. with her a lot, actually. She's been awesome. Yeah, she's great. Big support. Her uh, brother, um, Anthony Medici's in mm-hmm. Liquid Light. That's yeah. a, another great um, indie band. Uh, well, we're at the point of the evening where we've got one last song, so I'm going to let you say your goodbyes, and we'll send you off into the evening. We've got Bare Hands from... Brooklyn, New York. This is a really great song and kind of encompasses what we've been listening to, the acoustic and the synth uh, mix in. So before we play that, Kevin, any shout outs? Um, my parents, I think, are still both listening right now. Um, the band, obviously, and Fabian, if you're listening, him too. But yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for having me again. And Yeah, man, you're always welcome. Hope to see everyone who's listening and everyone here to show sometime. That's right. Check out Shannon Entropy. Two shows coming up this Saturday, August 13th at the Smart Collective. It's in all ages. It starts at 7 p.m. And Friday, August 26th, the world-famous Butts Fest yes. at the St. David of Wales Episcopal Church, all ages at 2 p.m. Thanks again for being here, man. Yeah, and uh, one more shout-out for yeah. my girlfriend, Stephanie, who's sitting next to me. So, so patiently and nice. Another <laughs> shout-out to Dan Cable. Yes. Another Portland staple. He's been yes. quietly hanging out here. We've got some exciting <laughs> things to talk about. Uh, I'm going to have him on the show here coming up. So, for everyone here at PRP, thanks again for coming in, Kevin. Look out for good things from Shannon Entropy. Until next time, this is Luke Neal on Sounds of PDX. Be good. You've been listening to Sounds of PDX. Join me every Thursday night from 7 to 9 on prp.fm, Portland Radio Project.